Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast presented by Zwift. Reminder, first group ride on Zwift with me and Benji tomorrow, a Q&A ride. More on that later. But this is the Bahrain Victorious 2022 preview, a team that had a fantastic year last year. We do transfers, their wins, recap last year quickly, as well as what we think they will do this year. Uh, a team that overperformed Benji, like incredible year winning Paru Bay, third in the Vuelta, second in the Giro. They just they didn't get on the podium in the Tour de France, but they picked up three stages with Morage turns and Morage despite crashing out with Haig. 16 World Tour wins, ridiculous year. Yeah, certainly. I think it did kind of go slow at the start of the season. We had one victory by Bauhaus in Provence, but then it took until Alps to start winning, and it really properly started the Giro, I think, where... Honestly, it didn't look good at the start with Landa crashing out. So I thought I think they were panicking behind the scenes at that point. Half their team was out by a halfway that race, and eventually Caruso ended up stepping up for that podium place in the end. So strong performance by him. Also on that 20th stage, Mater won a stage before he also uh, left the race as well. And then it continued with Dauphiné. We had the Podden weekend with stage seven and oh, yeah. eight, Anjou Plan, so forth. And then it took a bit again, but it started once again all over in the Tour de France with Mohoric with two stage wins, Dylan turns as well there. But again, bad luck at the start of the season, at the start of the Tour de France, I mean, because uh, Hay crashed out on one of the earliest stages as well, So, which was uh, their GC leader quite certainly there as well. Then we look further and we're seeing that the Vuelta started and Landa was once again supposed to be the leader, just like in the Giro, probably co-leader on this scenario though, because Hake also was probably seen as somewhat of a co-leader. What's your opinion on that? Um, I, I don't know. It, it was weird how they started the Vuelta. It was, like Pick on Blanco is still a stage which I've asked multiple members that, that were in that Bahrain team that day and I still don't really know what happened there, what the plan was. And I don't know, Benji. I think... I think they got away from the media scorn Lopez got when Lander abandoned. I don't know why that happened, but they got mm. away from it. I don't know. It was. I think Gino seems to. I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be the guy that wants to be a big leader. But it, maybe because he just never come out and say, said that. He probably does internally. Um, but we'll talk about where he, where he should go in terms of Grand Tours if he'd given a if he wants to get that that opportunity. But crazy year, 16 World Tour wins. They only won two in 2020, two World Tour wins, or 20, in 20, yeah, in 2020, and I think four or five in 2019. Just unbelievable. Most improved team. And Colbrelli Roubaix, to cap it off, like, do you think he'll continue that this year, Benji? That's the big question. Is Colbrelli going to be a one-year wonder, or is that who he is now? I think it's going to be very hard to copy the season that he had already with Roubaix and so forth. So he'd need to find a monument once again to win. And it's not that easy to win a monument. You can ask Wout Fenard, for example. But in all honesty, I feel like 
saying it was a one week one year wonder for Cobrelli this year. Yes, he had a good season, certainly, but I recall before already that he had some damn good results. And I, I don't know them by heart, but I checked a few uh a few weeks ago where I went through his history and there were years where he was getting third in Amsterdam gold race and so forth, where he was getting top trees on so many races and it's just this year that it all turned to be one percent more leading to that first spot instead of the third or fourth spot on races but one thing he didn't have is except for the final sprint in Paris Roubaix is a sprint I feel like his sprint has gone down in the last couple of years and we saw that in 2021 uh, as well leading to not being able to fight well for the green jersey as he couldn't top 10 in any proper sprint stage properly or top five at least so uh, yeah, while he got stronger in the climbing aspect, I feel like he got a bit slower in the sprinting aspect. I know, and they kept focusing, and they're probably going to do it again this year, Benji. They keep yeah. kept focusing on him for bunch sprints. And it's like he's not, he's not that good at them, and he's very, very good at other things. Uh, Bauhaus yeah. is faster. Yeah, uh, Bauhaus <laughs> at proper world tour level. I mean. Yeah, I just I think they should just let Hausler do do whatever he wants personally. But yeah, <laughs> incredible year from them. And now onto their transfers. So they have three retirees, Kopecky, Seberg, and Vols. I don't think they're major losses. Seberg was part of the lead out for Bauhaus, but he was part of the lead out for Greifel, veteran German rider. Uh, Scott Davies, British rider, has retired as well. Kevin Inklar's gone to Leopard Pro on Conti level. The two big ones are Marco Haller, the Austrian, who's gone to Bora Hansgrohe, who's very strong for them in the classics, good lead out, just a good all-round rider. And Mark Padun, the EF Education Easy Post, who we haven't previewed yet either. What do you... I don't know, do you think they'll miss Padun, Benji? Because he didn't really... They clearly didn't want him to be a GC guy, like the GC leader for the team. And then in terms of domestique duties, he's not like a consistent domestique day in, day out in the mountains. He's like just one day will be incredible winner stage, but you know they want to win, I think, GC with Haig and Lander. Yeah, I think that Padun can certainly uh, be a valuable asset to a team. So I think they're going to miss him in some areas. But I think for the things he did for Bahrain last year, I think... I think he's replaceable in that aspect. And I think he's replaceable as the domestique that went up the road in the Vuelta, for example, on that stage 20. I think about pools can do the same role, for example. But then if you look at Dauphiné, well, I'm not necessarily seeing uh, someone else on the team winning two stages in a row from the breakaway and probably having a bit of an advantage because he was behind in GC and beforehand. But that's not really the goal when you have a climber like that. You want them to become consistent and go for GC, like you mentioned. And that's not there yet with Podun. I'm not sure if EF is going to be honing in on that. I feel like I would rather see him uh, win a Grand Tour stage first before he uh, hones in on the GC aspect, because right now I don't see it at the moment for Mark Podun. But hey, I guess we'll, we'll see it in the future. Nonetheless, I don't think it's the biggest loss in the world, even though there's potential there. Yeah, it's it is weird. It is weird what what happened with uh, with them and and Padun, but I think he's going to be happier and get more opportunities at EF Education first or Easy Post, whatever they're called now. And yeah, interested to see how he goes there. Uh, in terms of incoming transfers, oh sorry, but I will say I do think they'll miss Haller in the classics. Uh, I yeah. think Haller's Haller's very good and a big boost to Bora. But incoming. Nothing 
nothing that outstanding, frankly. They have Johan Price Pedersen, who's a uh, he was in the U23 TT scene for a long time. Finally, won World Championship U23 ITT last year, coming from UNOX, Big Dane. Uh, two Polish riders, Kamil uh, Gradek, who's just like a veteran misc Conti rider, uh, like for from Vini. He's come with Philip Masiuk, a uh, younger pole, a 22-year-old who actually looks looks quite, you know, looks decent. Uh, I don't know if they're a package deal. Yas- Yasha Sutulin from DSM. Haven't seen him do anything, uh, but maybe he's the, maybe they think he's the. Do you think they think he's the cheap Haller replacement? If Haller got a big deal. I think if you look at his 2019 from Zuderlin, I think he top 10 D3 there. He can be a domestique on the cold races if he can find that old form again. But last year, he didn't have that. Although I do think he crashed somewhere last season. Was it not during that same? No, I, don't, I can't remember where he crashed. But I feel like he crashed somewhere last season. Or I might be wrong on that. Yeah, on stage one in the uh, Opiomi crash. Oh, he did. So he did. You're right. You're perhaps right. we would have seen more of a domestique role in the uh, Tour de France if he was there. But... I guess that wasn't the case in the end. And yeah, it, it hasn't been the best year for him, but perhaps he can fight back and get back to his old form and be valuable. But I don't think it's a Holler replacement, as in I don't think he's going to fully replace Holler in no. that squad. And I think that's why they perhaps want an extra rider like uh, Johan Prize Peterson as a potential option to add to that team, who's also going to be riding, according to his current planning, the double races. But I need to see it before I... Uh, before I want to uh, know if he can actually uh, do it on cobble race as well, because his track record in Belgium races, it hasn't been that amazing when it comes to like bashing my bench is quite hilly. Eurometropole has cobbles. DNFs both. Um, DNS at bench, so not really correct that one. Um, but it's not shouting that it's also a, a godlike cobble rider. He's more of the TT type anyway. But uh, yeah, when it comes to these transfers, you've also got Zambanini and... That's a rider I use as, as an example where he's got decent U23 results, but I don't think this is World Tour level. Or what do you think? Um, no, it's not It's not screaming immediate jump up to World Tour level, but he was very consistent in the Italian U23 mm-hmm. scene, at Belvedere, Piva, just, con- just always there or thereabouts, but never winning or even actually getting in the top three of any race, uh, but very, very regular top 12s, etc. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's a sprinter or what sort of rider he is. Most of those races aren't televised. Um, I don't know. Probably a project, but don't expect too much for him this year. Whereas the one I do think is quite good, Alejandro Osorio, 23 years old, Colombian. He signed for a two-year two deal came second on an Asturias stage, fifth on one of them. Asturias had Movistar there, fifth on the last Tour of the Alps stage. And I don't know, he just uh, apparently went quite good at the first camp in December uh, as well. So, yeah, keen to see how he goes. Uh, the last one, Benji Lewis Leon, the veteran, 38, I think. <laughs> what do you expect from him? I think he's a good asset to have in the team as both a domestique and a rider can still go up the road whenever uh... – is necessary and could could end up picking up a stage somewhere by being in the breakaway. But I do think that he's coming towards the later years of his career with that age. And um, therefore, I don't expect him to do the biggest things for the team. But again, he's a consistent rider. He can perform when he's there. And I think that's why they got him as simple as that. It's kind of a Rafael Valls replacement, I think, when it comes to domestic role. 
Uh, the difference is that Vols was a bit inconsistent due to his injuries because he had a, a collarbone almost every week at this point. So, um, yeah, I think that's the kind of area that we see Luis Leon Sanchez, or at least I see Luis Leon Sanchez form a uh, domestique in a bit of hilly terrain, perhaps on medium mountain terrain as well, but not the best domestique in the area. I think it's a decent signing, like they'll have Haig or whoever going to Andalusia. He's at Valenciana starting today as we're yeah. recording this. Just a dom there, and if the GC leader has an issue or whether there's a suitable stage, he can also go for it in the break. I remember he was one of the Astana, the, the Spanish riders in Astana who got raced to death, and he did 83 race days last year. I think if you dial that back to 65, hopefully, Maybe you'll see actually him better in his own results, like the Circuito de Gecho race uh, where he was ahead. But that's their transfers, nothing nothing major. They're kind of staying the course with the core of guys they already have. Before we get onto their various teams for the major races this year, as I said at the outset of this show, our first LRCP Zwift group ride is tomorrow with me and Benji. We also have the link below to the Discord where you can join and there'll be a voice chat with me and Benji answering your questions that you can put in the text channel in Discord. So if you, can, if you want to ask questions, presumably about what's been happening in the previous previous weeks, in the early races, like a Valenciana, etc., put them in there and me and Benji will answer. It's going to be an easy 60-minute social spin for everyone, all fitness levels, welcome. Um, maybe Benji will do an hour and brew at the end, either like his hero or some sort of descent attack. I don't know, given that there was the Astana rap. I think it's him up a little bit too much with Nibali's rap first. But, yeah, if you don't know, Zwift is an online training indoor cycling app that makes training fun with nine different worlds. And, yeah, we'll be on it this year starting tomorrow. So join us then. Cobbles, Benji. Dylan Turns, oh, who else? Do you think Turns got a heavy workload? House, Cold Bradley, Morich, Sutlin, Milan, and I'd put Turns in there, but who else? Would you just send sort of Misk, the, the Polish guys, I guess? Yeah, I think they're going to send the Polish guys, to be honest. I think uh, <laughs> Gradek has some history of doing Kuna, I think, last year in top 60, so domestic role there is possible. Don't expect the biggest things from him on a parkour. That is cobbly, but... He's, a, he's an engine. He's got a good engine, so he can help out. And Machichuk is probably going to uh, ride Roubaix according to his uh, current planning. So I guess that's happening. You just said it. Milan planned for Roubaix. His results so far in the Cobble race have not been that spectacular. So I think it's kind of the, the Ghana experiment. Ghana's trying to do uh, the Cobble races. Milan's trying to do Cobble races. Both are in that pursuit team together for Italy. Perhaps they're going to try and do a 1v1 on a... The Rube cobbles. <laughs> I do think Gano's better. <laughs> Quite a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, Hauster, obviously um, the best rider in the world. But um, Colbrelli is most likely leader in my eyes. Nah, 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 nah. I don't think <laughs> nah, so. Colbrelli is. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. Colbrelli and yeah. Mohoric are for me the leaders. Hauster, uh, Hauster is probably going to have a, a free element card in Roubaix. But outside of Roubaix, I don't expect him to be leader for... Uh, for this team it's a decent it's a decent squad particularly the pairing of Morich and Colbrelli as Benji said if you look at how they paired up in Benelux tour oh Fred Wright too with Fred Wright um yeah. th- that trio is, is very very strong and can really 
upend a race and make it hard for everybody else. So a decent cobble squad and wouldn't be surprised they did well again. In terms of hilly classics, it's a little bit less. you got probably Haig is, is consistent at LBL. He sort of, like he can often make G1, uh, but they don't have, and he's come sixth in Lombardia, if we're calling that a hilly, it's a hilly classic, I guess. Turns as well. I don't know. I don't know what they're. It's the, probably the weakest part of their team, Benji. I I don't think it's actually that terrible. You've got Colbrelli for Amstel, and on parkours like Amstel, he can perform. I don't think he can win it necessarily, but he can perform there. Mohoric, he's a rider. I can do a was it is often in that second group of LBL and tries to descend to the first group yeah, in the last yeah. ascent, and it sometimes works. I think it worked once in the last few years, but the other times he was just one of the first riders of the second group then. So hopefully at some point we just see it happening again so that he uh, descends from that second group to the first group once again and can sprint with the uh, elite group. Nonetheless, um, yeah, Mohoric is one, uh, one to watch for this as well. I don't think Colbrell and Mohoric fit on Murdehuido. I think that's pure uh, Dylan Turns territory. Wout Pools has won LBL before, can compete on hilly races. It looks to be riding all three as well this year, so I wouldn't... I would expect him to ride it. Sanchez is currently not riding them according to his planning, but that could still change. And I think I recall Luis Leon Sanchez doing decent in Amstel in the last few years at top 15 somewhere, but I don't know uh, what year and so forth by heart. But I think he can fit in a domestique role quite certainly on this terrain. And then you fill it up with domestiques as well. But um, oh, it's hard to guess which domestiques they're going to put in that team, to be honest. So I won't bother. <laughs> you know Colbrelli's never done Liège? I don't see why he couldn't be competitive with the legs last year. Like he won that European champs. I know it's different, yep. but geez, Liege, uh, <laughs> why not try him at it if he has the same legs? Him, Morich, Haig, Turns, that's a decent squad, as you said. Uh, On to the Giro d'Italia. Now, I heard, speaking of Colbrelli, well, this is what I don't know. Like, did whose decision is it not to send Colbrelli to the Giro? Because stage one. It's not a TT for once, and it's a slight uphill finish, like a the last two Ks, like 5%, with a drag beforehand. Big opportunity for Colbrelli to take the Malia Rosa in a stage on stage one, and he's not doing the Giro. He's doing the Tour, and they're sending – all we know now is at the moment is Landa and Bill Bow, so Landa for GC. Would I, I would have sent Colbrelli to the Giro, Benji, even if it was for the first week. Yeah, quite certainly, because if you look at the other side of the coin, they're probably going to send them to the Tour de France as currently planned. And you think about that parkour and you're like, okay, the cobble stage fits him. He can do well there. But then you look at the other stage, you're like, okay, the flat sprints, not, that's not Cobrelli territory. He can't sprint to a top five most of the time. And then you think about, well, well they're probably going to try and fight for green with him. And I'm like, okay, he's got no chance to win green. So uh, I don't know what he's going to be very useful for. Um, domestique in some areas, but that's not what you send Colbrelli to a Grand Tour for in a mountain stage and so forth. So yeah, Landa and Bilbao for GC. I think that fits perfectly with the Giro. Landa as GC leader. It's the Grand Tour that he can do well in because the time trial kilometers are limited. I think there's roughly 12 kilometers of a flat TT and then a bit of climbing TT in that final time trial as well. So um, all in all, it fits him overall. Bilbao... I think they should keep him as backup leader just in case in the initial week and a half 
in case something happens with Landa in the same way that it happened in 2021, uh, then you've got that secondary option. And uh, they don't have Caruso on this one, which is... Uh, I know. I know. Uh, Italian something? Yeah. podium last year. Isn't that illegal? <laughs> I don't I would say so. Yeah, I, I think mean, so yeah. as well. They also don't have... Oh, I assume they'll send the two Slovenians, Morich and Tratnik, and maybe maybe Novak as well. The Giro, correct me if I'm wrong, Benji does dip into Slovenia for a stage. I think again. one, yes. Uh, this year, so I'd expect them to go go hunting for breaks or be support for Lander. So I, I'm thinking... Landa Bilbao, Jonathan Milan, Tratnik, Novak, Moric, and maybe Osorio or Butrago or something. What what about Bauhaus, Benji? Isn't it time for him to 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 step up from the Tour de Hungary, Tour de Croatias and Yeah. And he hasn't done a grand tour since the Giro. Yeah, he did Giro twenty seventeen well to twenty nineteen. That's a very good point because, like, what Grand Tour are you going to send them to? Not the Tour de France doesn't fit in that no. squad. If we send Colbrelli for your uh, hopeless green jersey hunt, and then you look at the Giro and you think, okay, you've got quite a few flat stages there for sprints, I think five or six. So uh, there's an opportunity there for Bauhaus to try and get a stage. And if all goes well, he might take two. You never know. But obviously, that's uh, perhaps high hopes. Nonetheless, that would also allow Hauser to be in the Giro because he'll be in the lead-out train right as well. So you're starting to fill up a team with a sprint train then, and the Giro is the only Grand Tour of the three that I think it really fits in. Yeah, I think um, Bauhaus Welter would make sense, I guess. It, but then they'd, they'll be wanting to go to the yeah. Welter with a strong squad for GC, one would think. Depends on how the tour goes, but I don't mm-hmm. think they'll send him to the Giro, Bauhaus. Uh, but yeah, it is an opportunity. Um, Maybe for him to try and step up. Maybe maybe he can't. I don't know. Uh, Pernsteiner, they re-signed. I don't know which Grand Tour they'll send him to. Giro would make the most sense as a domestic. Yep. Tour de France, Haig, Maida, Colbrelli, Caruso, and probably Morich again. While Poles, turns, strong squad. We've got a full squad already, basically. <laughs> Eight riders. <laughs> Any of them could win a stage. Like, yep. it's, a, it's a strong squad. Now, we do look at Alanda, who's already ridden the Giro. So, is he going to play a role in GC then? I would doubt it, personally. I'd expect it to be the likes of a Caruso and a Haig combining that. Haig most likely end up being that. Or made it, and that's the one I want to talk about, because I feel like there's potential there. He's good into the Swiss, which is these longer climbs, which is these higher climbs in altitude. And he's good as a time trialist as well. Combine that, and you've got the Tour de France 2022 parkour kind of. So you see options where Mater's the uh, number one guy. I think for them to get a good GC result, they have to use two leaders. Mater's can be kind of the attacking one. I think like the stage, how they played the Vuelta was perfect in stage 20. That's the the blueprint. And if they want to get Haig or Mater on the podium of the Tour de France, Okay, let, let's just assume for present purposes that, that that's going to be their goal, that Roglic and Bogaccia are going to be pretty difficult for either of them to beat. But then they're, they're playing for third against who, Benji? Bernal's out against Carapaz, Maas, Kelderman, O'Connor sort of guys. Um, yeah, I think 
that's how they're going to do it. They're going to use those two as attacking options and then say that one of them gets ahead of the other in the third week, then the other will fall into more of a domestique role, I would think. But, yeah, I think I think Major's good enough to podium the tour. He's he's still developing. I think top five. Podium is high for me. The TT is not good enough, you don't think? I think just in general, his his level is not on the level of someone that can podium for me yet. Yeah, you're right. Like if Mars brings his welter form of last year, that's which is a big if. Um, yeah. he'll be difficult to. <laughs> what about Caruso? Ah, uh, he he podiumed last year, but I think he's going to most likely fold into a domestique role earlier than later in this parkour. Like, yes, he's a he's a very consistent climber, but the Giro level last year was not on the level of uh, Ogacha and so forth. Perhaps on the level of the secondary group in those uh in that stage eight, for example. So I don't know. I just don't see it for Caruso for podium as well. Uh, the problem here is that once you send Caruso, Landa, and you send Mader, and you send Haig to a Grand Tour, then all four could end up being a leader in the end. So we're kind of guessing <laughs> who can be leader. And Caruso for me still feels like a domestique while he podiumed the Giro last year. So. Of all these four names, I think that Caruso is the least likely to take up the leader role. I agree. But I, I do think you will get freedom to go for stages like in the Vuelta when he took that stage with like a 60K solo. I, I don't yeah. think he's going to be changed. Giro as I well. Think, uh, he's not doing the – oh, that, sorry, but yeah, that was from the GC group. I mean, he'll yeah, be able yeah, to go on, right. the, go on the break in the tour. Um, it's a good squad. And I'll be keen to see what Colbrelli can do on stage five. Yeah, what do you what do you expect of stage five with Modric and Colbrelli? Do you think that once you've got four leaders in the peloton and two of them yeah, get in trouble in different groups, <laughs> what are you going to do? You've got Bulls can't, can't solve it all for them. Turns, perhaps the rider <laughs> that stays behind to try and help out the riders. But if you send Colbrelli and Modric for the stage, then Landa will be uh, drowning in the cobblestones behind. Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be an interesting one. Particularly, you know, Hag <laughs> didn't get out of the first week unscathed last year. and. I know. Do, do you want do you want Mohoric riding in front of you like a madman? I'm not sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure that's helpful sometimes uh, on, <laughs> on technical terrain. Like, uh, yeah. So that'll be one to watch for sure. They have sort of the same. If Colbrelli's there, Wout van Aert, and then they've got their leaders, uh, it's, it's a difficult tension. Yeah. I think but they lean more towards, no, you go for the stage, Colbrelli, because they are not going to have a, an out-and-out favourite for the Tour of Vuelta. Landa, Hay probably, Maida, and then Tratnik. I don't know. It'll be whoever feels like it. Yeah. And then Lombardia, no idea. Um, what about 16 is too many, Benji? I cannot set the over. It's the R over under at 15 and a half. I'm going to set World Tour wins over under at 11 and a half. Okay. I think they're going to go... Mm. They're going to go under this year. It won't be as good as last year, in my opinion, quite certainly. I think they're still going to win, but I'm going to put it under. Why not? Depends. Like If, if Maida picks up two and then Colbrelli yeah. two, but Colbrelli's just not been a prolific the problem is, tool of a winner. Maida went from breakaway guy to GC guy, and now he can't go into breakaways as easily. Um, so... That's one hit when it comes to the victories. And you've got the same hit when it comes to Caruso in the start of a Grand Tour. So yep. he's going to need to lose time before he gets in the breakaway. Haig is a GC rider. Landa's a GC rider. Turns is the only yep. one in there to the front squad with Mohic who can go in breakaways and win stages. Colbelli perhaps as well. 
So perhaps I'm wrong in that aspect. So three riders there, but you got to keep some riders with your leaders in the Grand Tour, unless you're going to keep all four leaders together. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under too, Benji, on 11 and a half. That's a lot. Okay. 11's a lot. <laughs> and like 11 yep. with some with some Grand Tour podiums, that's still a really good season. Uh, but 16 yep. World Tour wins with a monument with two Grand Tour podiums is an outrageous season. So, yeah, I'm taking the slight under on that one. Hot takes, okay. Benji. I'll start off. Paid podiums, two of Welter. That's just locked. Locked that in. And... <laughs> Lander wins Giro without winning God. a stage. Without winning a stage. Okay. I think uh, Gino Mater, I want to say top five is the tour, but that's not a hot take, really. And I don't think he's going to podium, but if I don't say podium, then people are going to complain that my take is not hot enough. Exactly. So um, I'm going to say that he will top four the Tour de France in the middle so that it's slightly hot, not cold. <laughs> and people can uh, judge whether that's hot enough or not. Hauser will podium Roubaix, as always. And um, next to that, I think that Ahmed Madan of the, on this team, uh, which is a rider on this team, by the way, if you didn't know, he uh, rode one race last year, the Tour de Hungary. And I feel like he's riding one race right now, the Saudi Tour. So that was will be his only tour, his only race for the season at this team, I think. Is that a hot take? Um, maybe it's actually a nice guy. <laughs> I've, I've, I've ridden with him here, uh, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't really. I, I have no no view on that. My hot take is that Colbrelli doesn't win a World Tour race. I think he goes he or she to the next year and just no. I don't. He's. I'd be surprised. I don't know. I just that's my view. Maybe one or yep. you know, okay, he might get one at a random Swiss finish against Patrick Bevan in a sprint, but mm-hmm. I just he's not going to replicate that season again. I think it's going to yeah. be a, a crash down to earth. My hottest take is that I think uh, Bilbao will do better than Landa and Dijero. Really? Does that include yep. Landa crashing out? I guess it has to. It has to. All right, that's our hot takes for Bahrain and our over-unders. Let us know what you think <laughs> will happen with their season. Uh, Padun's out the door. I, I want to see, see Milan improve. He seems too talented. And on the track, he does really well. Yeah, he, This guy yeah. should be coming doing well in prologue-length TTs this year. Um, and and if he, this is his last year of his deal with, with Bahrain too, and I'd be picking him up if they don't extend him. He, he's still 21, big guy. I think he's he's talented. Uh, but yeah, that's our Bahrain preview. Thanks to Benji. And we'll see you tomorrow in our first LRCP Zwift Group ride. Ciao.